Oh, I'm actually like choking up now. This time somebody stamped his door. You're listening to the Fragile Egos podcast. Brought to you by Riley Featherstone, Hugh Ferguson, and Alec Pennock. In this episode, we meet Amelia Ryan and Danielle Johanna. So sit down, get comfy, and enjoy the show. Hello. 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 Oh, that was terrible. You said you'd do it at the same time as me. Yeah, we literally. Well, anyway, you just said you just said all of us say hello at the same time, and you still failed. You were the last one. It was me and Morgan. You came in. Yes, it was. And for me, it was. You came in. Uh, I said hello about twenty minutes before the two of you. Oh, it's Zoom lag. Well, it's it Zoom it lag. Zoom lag. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll we'll see the recording afterwards. And then yeah, and we'll see who. We'll say, hello, no, we'll all say hello separately, and then we'll edit them together. No, I, I, I don't think no, that's do fine. That. It's fine as um, it is. We're back. We're back. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we are. We are back. We're in the same room. We're, no, we're not. Where have it's, we been for the last? Crazy. Where have we been for the last couple of months, guys? For me, hey, there's no one next to you. All right. It's just, it's all, right. Just... all right. Where have, where have we been for the last few months? No, busy. Um, busy. Well, the past no. two months, I've been in my room in lockdown. But do, do you know what's funny though? We we didn't make an episode on this podcast because we were very very busy, and then after yeah. that, we're just not busy at all, and we're just away from each other. So it's hard to make episodes. You know, it's quite yeah. funny. But through, I'm going to say through the power of technology, <laughs> we're together. It's like we're in the same room. <laughs> I can feel yeah, it. That's the oldest thing. That we're is the oldest thing you've ever said. <laughs> hey, I'm wise like... beyond. I'm wise beyond my years. That's that's yeah. my that's my USP. <laughs> yeah. Technology. Oof. To the power it's of brilliant what they can do now, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> In this episode, Alad, I'm trying to introduce the episode, mate. <laughs> well, stop. Wait for me to finish. Okay, you finished. In this episode, we've got a treat. We've got two amazing guests, two actresses, slash one is a dancer as well. <laughs> We've got, we start off with Amelia Ryan, and then we're going to move on to Danielle Johanna. So I hope you uh, enjoy each of the interviews. Uh, that sounded trash. But stick, around. <laughs> stick, yeah, stick around. Stick around. You sounded like that guy off The Simpsons. He's like, hey, you know, Bob, you know, the one with the mustache, and he's like, he owns like every shop in Springfield. <laughs> I hope you enjoy no. the episode. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and this is where we will transition to Amelia Ryan. Hello. Hi. <laughs> how are you? I'm good. How are you? I think I'm a more poignant question is who are you? <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe we should start no with that. <laughs> uh, well, my name is Amelia Ryan, yeah. and I am an almost graduate from UWTSD. Awesome. Ooh. Tell us a bit about yourself. Um, well, I am 21. <laughs> I am an as- aspiring actress. I was about to say an inspiring actress. Ins- you are an inspiring actress. Yeah, you are inspiring. inspiring. You are inspiring. No, uh, I'm an aspiring actress. Um, yep. 
and yeah that's, that's basically it. it that's basically it yeah Wow, well, um, thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thank you. Okay, thank you. Um, I'll leave now. <laughs> I just want to point out that you have the illustrious title thrust upon you of being the first guest on the Fragile Ego podcast. Oh, no. Ever. No way. Yes, I knew it was going to happen. Very true. Congratulations. Thank unless you so we, much. Unless we consider Alad a guest, considering he wasn't in the well, first episode. Well, no. No, I'm not. I'm just like. Uh, honorary other guy and that's my official title. <laughs> Hype man. Yeah, you're yeah. In, the, in the logo. Okay, so uh, Amelia was in our uh, year at UWTSD. So obviously we've known her for quite a few years and she's done quite a few shows with us. Uh, so speaking of, what has been your favourite show uh, out of everything we've done so far? Oh, uh, definitely Rage. Yeah. Uh, Rage was so much fun to work on. I think we all agree that like Rage yes. was yeah. the best show ever. Maybe not ever. For us it was. <laughs> so um, far. Just, yeah, just because, you know, like the rehearsal process was so fun. Um, I mean, personally for me, I got to play two very different characters. So that was a challenge in itself, but it was also super, super rewarding when it came to like getting closer to the show and, and working with Peter. We love Peter Doran. In this household, we stand Peter Doran. He is yeah. the best. Yeah. Um, and he was just great to work with. The, ho- the whole process was just so much fun. I wish we could mm-hmm. relive it. And knowing that that was our last show together as well, yeah. it's kind of like bittersweet. Yeah. Also, it was a good one to go out on, I think. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. And like, on that, um, you mentioned that you had two very contrasting characters. Like, how was that for you? Because obviously you played Police Four and the woman who sees under the world. Yeah. How did you approach? Because you had very quick changes as well. So yes. like yeah. switching between the two of them. So for like all the quick changes, I was obviously aided by my fabulous dressers, Hugh and Alad. Um, so thank you for that. Who We had like That's a That's why I asked the question. I was I would literally like run off and just stand and then they would just change me and then I'd run straight back on. But like yeah. r- regarding like the like mental state, I feel like the more I rehearsed switching, it was easier. And also the clothes made like a really big difference, especially like the police wear, because it was so heavy and it was mm. so warm that like when I put it on, I instantly felt like more strained. And also I felt grumpier and police forwards definitely a lot grumpier because of the costume. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous, but it actually no. really did. Oh yeah. Makes sense. Really it puts you into the world. Me. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and like running a lot of like the police scenes, we'd all be together. So even just mm-hmm. interlinking with the boys to do like those scenes, like just walking on, I'd be like, right. Do you know, because, mm-hmm. yeah. because of like the atmosphere. I don't know. I don't know. This um, all could be rubbish, but no, it makes sense. But um, two questions: one, how fast did we manage to get that? I think it was like under a minute. Oh, it was it? quick. Yeah, definitely something yeah. like that. Going off that, then you said that being in different costumes changes your sense of personality as a character. Uh, what would you say is your favorite part about performing as those characters? Then, um, for police four. I would definitely say 
because she was such a tricky one to do. Um, in like with the rehearsal process, I had so much like info upon info upon this and that. And like, I like to make like Spotify playlists for my characters. Um, so building on that character and obviously like there's, there's like a through line of like how she's written, but there's also like a really cool way that like you can find little quirks and stuff about them. So I feel like that's like my favorite part about performing police four was like trying to find like the, like not humanity in her because she's obviously has a lot of that, but trying to find like the balance between she's like a normal person and this like crazy baby. Yeah, this yeah. woman of rage um, yeah. and then for Woman Under the World which was really tricky this was the one I struggled with the most um, just because again like the way that the speech it can be portrayed so many different ways that big speech um, but working with Peter and finding that like maybe, maybe she's drunk maybe she's not but like there are elements that you can take mm. and portray that don't just show her as a drunk girl. Yeah. But then also not show her as like this girl who's got this going on and this going on. It's, you know, I think that's why I like doing the most, like making real human people, if that makes Mm. sense. With those two characters, did you, um, because obviously one's a police, police woman and one's like some girl, whether she's drunk or not, we don't know. Um, But was there any similarities between the two characters you found or do you think they were just complete opposites? Um, for this, this is going deep. Um, for me, I think one of the things that I found is that they, and again, this this could be wrong, this could be right, who knows? But for mm. me, I found that they both were uncertain of themselves deep down, not on the, not on the surface level, but right yeah. at the bottom of where they are. They don't really know who they are, and I feel like that's like a lot of a lot of people don't and a lot of people take a long time to realize who they are and what they do I don't think anybody fully does but yeah that's what I would link them both with is that they on the surface level they are like a type of a person but then layers <laughs> upon layers beneath they are they yeah, don't know who they are I, I think yeah. that's uh, the job of an actor as well is like like you said to find that you know you read the text and you're like yeah this person is like this but then you've got to put a bit of bit of effort in there to like find of the the what the what makes the character like an individual rather than someone who's being written as this type of person you know and that's that's why i think those characters that you played are so interesting to watch and Mm -hmm. so successful because you did manage to do that successfully yeah oh thank you so other than rage another highlight of your year is that you went to california yes i did program how was that yeah it was good go titans i went to um (laughs) bulletin uh (laughs) don't laugh that's what they're called like titans um i and i yeah i studied lost i did uh movement voice and movement um acting directing and playwriting which was really cool but i i did loads of cool stuff i met so many cool people and i fell in love with comedy improv 
It's wow. the yeah. of my year. Yeah, we did mess. It, we did talk about that in one of our prior episodes, didn't we? This yes, is the Amelia Ryan, the the founder of No Real Clue Theatre Company. Oh, as well. that's that's so sad, and now we can't go to Edinburgh. That no. is so sad, isn't it? Yeah, and, um, so sad. Yeah. Maybe next yeah. year. How long were you in uh, California f- for, like, in, as a whole? Uh, I was there from August to December. So that's very nice. It, was, it doesn't seem like a long time, but like, I mean, it's like quite a big chunk of the year. Yeah, that's pretty long. But uh, yeah, no, it was it was really fun. I made some really really good friends. I actually still from like doing study abroad and meeting all these people. I still do stuff for them. Like at the minute, I'm doing uh, high school Zoom musical. Yes, which I did see is, that. Uh, high school musical filmed entirely through Zoom, uh, and <laughs> I've been having to wake up at like three a.m. to film. Like so, I'm like in their time. But it's, it's it's been fun. It's been it's been weird, but it's like it's been fun. And like the res- like the um reception is that the word I'm looking for that we've had for it. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. the reception we've had for it has been really good and people are excited. And Coach Bolton, who plays Zach Efron's dad, yeah. he responded to it being like, Can't wait for this, oh, you guys. I was like That's amazing. Cool. I know, it's so cool. You could just show everyone else as well. Yeah, that'll, <laughs> that'll the be cast. it. So taking taking a, a aside from acting, like, is there anything like what what do you like to do in your spare time? What what's your other interests? Um, comedy and prof. I like to do. Nice. Uh, I'd like. I would say that I would like to. Do, I like to do comedy, but uh, stand up and stuff is not my thing. It's just not my vibe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but I do like improv. I think. I think it's a skill that you can use for not just acting for a lot mm-hmm. of things, you know? And yeah, yeah. I, I just feel like it's really a skill. I also really like to read at the minute. I'm rereading all the Harry Potter books. I'm on the fifth Ooh. one and I'm struggling with it because I'm excited for Half-Blood Prince. So I'm stuck on the fifth one. And I'm like, right. Yeah. You just on. want to finish this one to get to the next. Yeah. So there's one question we're going to ask everyone in this series we're doing. Ooh, okay. and uh, that is, you want everyone to reflect back on their time at UWTSD. And if you could relive one moment from the three years, it doesn't have to be from an academic point of view, it could be anything. What would be that one moment? <laughs> um, I don't know, because we had so many funny, like funny, amazing moments. Um, I think i'm gonna have to say one when, when we were in first year i knew it we <laughs> we had uh somebody come in and teach us improv um and we had to pick animals to be oh, yeah. <laughs> we had to pick animals to be and and so this story is about um two people in my year called uh james and harvey uh clark and the both of them are super, super funny. I love them both. And I know that, I, I hope they don't mind me telling this story. They're going to be in they, a later episode, so... <laughs> you have to say we'll bring it up. up. We'll bring it up. They basically... I'm not going to go into the details of, of the scene. It was a it's really okay. good scene, but it was just so funny. And that, like, I oh, that's something that's really <laughs> stuck out in my brain. And, and like, 
even though it was their scene, I feel like I know it better than them. And they would be like, that didn't happen. Do you know, like when you like think something's so funny and then you're like, oh my God, and then this happened. And they're like, that never happened. um, I think you can say, you can say the animals they were. I think that. Um, so James was James was like this Komodo dragon. He was like really like rough and like he like he was like, all right, welcome to Grey Wars Prison. Uh, I don't know why they were in a prison. And then Harvey was a cat, but I, I can't do Harvey's Mancunian accent. But he was like a cat. And then they then they had like this improv fight, and then Harvey fell over his bag, and and James it was it was this whole like. You it had was. to be you had to be there to see it and uh, to witness it. Yeah. It was so funny. Just but first year commotions. Absolute <sighs> riots. But it was so funny. And that, that's something I will I probably remember until like the day I die. So, so funny. <laughs> so uh, and what's what is um so we've talked about, you know, in uni. What what's something you're looking forward to um coming out of this lockdown now as eventually as it comes out? What are you looking um, forward to? Working. <laughs> um but you know it's kind of a mixed bag at the minute because no one knows what's gonna happen nobody knows Mm. what's going on but i feel like when you know we've i mean i don't know i I was gonna say i don't know if you guys agree i'm sure you do but like we've had some really great training Mm -hmm. and i feel like not i feel like i am prepared to not take on the industry, but to sort of, I'm, I'm like prepared to, you know, go out and do my own thing. And, you know, there's, there's going to be a lot of highs and lows and whatever, but I'm like excited to see where that will take me. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like I'm excited yeah. to, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited for a lot of things. I also really want to go back. I really want to go back to America. I really want to go back to Australia. Like, there's lots of cool stuff that I want to do. It's just, yeah. Will I be able to do it? I don't know. I, yeah, Let's I just keep positive. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. You always find a way of doing, doing what yeah. you want, isn't it? I think it's just about so. you know being as pos- positive as we can be now, and then mm-hmm. when we come out of lockdown, we'll be happy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Know? I hope yeah. so. Okay. Thank you very much to Amelia Ryan for coming onto the podcast. Okay. Um, is there anything you'd like to promote your social medias, perhaps? Um. Yeah. My Twitter is at Amelia Ryan. Um, and yeah, that's about it. Follow me on Twitter, Twitter and nice. see what I get up to. Yeah. Okay. So thank you so much on to the podcast. Come on. Yeah, thank thanks you. For coming. And thank um, you. our editor, um, Mr. Ferguson, is going to add in some of your show reel so we can show off. Amazing. Show thank off what you, you can do. So much. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. Bye. Well, I've got a tiny bird in my hand. And I have to hold it very gently between my fingers. And you mustn't drink when you have a position of responsibility like that. You mustn't. You can't. So... Uh, that was our first ever guest on the Fragile Eagle podcast, which might not be a big deal to you guys listening and watching, but for us, I think I speak for the three of us when I say that was a pretty big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and 
if you stuck around this long, there's still more to come from us. But briefly in between now, this um, there's a chance to sort of reintroduce ourselves if if it's your first time listening. So I'm Hugh Ferguson. I'm a actor from South Wales. Um, and with me is... <laughs> you're, looking one of us that is. <laughs> you're looking the yeah. wrong way. Oh, and with you um, is is me. Uh, yeah. My name is Riley Featherstone. I'm an actor and a musician um, and a podcaster. Obviously, we're all podcasters. Um, yeah, and course. with me is I'm well, on my screen. You're below me. Yeah, well, you're, you're on the bottom. Oh, oh am I? Well, okay, there we are. Yeah. Uh, I'm Alan, and I'm also an actor. And uh, some would say a singer, and few would say a comedian. And not many Whoa. would say a podcaster. Alad, you've you've had some good news in the last few months. Do you want to? Yeah, it was a few, a few months ago. Uh, I, I got a place in the MA in musical theatre at Royal Welsh College of Music and Drama. Um, oh. don't, know, don't know why I did that. That's fun. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's where I'll be yeah. going in September. Uh, you know, lockdown permitting. Uh, wow. But that's exciting. I th- that's very exciting. I think, I think we're more excited about it than you, to be honest. Yeah. Come on, but it is. Uh, no, okay, I, think I'm, I think I'm being quite nonchalant about it. I think that's yeah. my point. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that was Amelia Ryan. Thank you to her for being on the podcast with us. And next up, we have Danielle Johanna. So stick around. And uh, we're back with Danielle Johanna. How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, how has uh, how has lockdown been treating you? Um, I'm all right. I'm working at the moment, so I'm a bit occupied. So I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. So what are you what are you doing? I'm doing home shopping in Asda's. Yeah, but you're you're yeah. doing the the night shift, aren't you? Yes, so, three a.m. until yeah, three a.m. until uh, well until finish, which is usually about nine. It was two a.m. start, so they pushed it back now, so it's a bit better. Rubbish. That's crazy. Well, yeah, so you apologize. That, yeah, yeah, thanks. For Apologies for keeping you, you up at this time as well. No, <laughs> so okay. What time is it for you? This must be like equivalent at like four o'clock, right? <laughs> I mean, it is four yeah. o'clock. <laughs> it is four o'clock. <laughs> in the morning. In the morning. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll start going to bed in like two hours. So. Interesting. Wow. You obviously do a lot of things in uni and around. Um, so... Uh, we went to, we were wondering, like, how did you start your um, career, as it were, then as a performer? Like, where, where, when did you discover performing? Um, so I originally went to the same university, um, Trinity, um, to do religious studies, English literature and um, educational studies. Um, drama wasn't an option at the time. I was doing it a sixth form on GCSE. Um, and I just thought, oh, you know, it's just a nice hobby. I'll just... I'm not going to keep doing it. It's not really my thing. Um, and even then, like, my mother was like, oh, you know, you can always join a society. And I was like, yeah, maybe. And then it was like a last minute decision. Um, and I was like, actually. And someone I already knew had auditioned for it. And I was like, oh, can I have Dave's email? So they were like, yeah, give me his email. And I emailed him like, oh, I think I made a mistake in courses. I just want to try out. And then I thought, if I get in, I get in. And then, sure, let's go for it. And then that's kind of what happened. <laughs> And now you are where you are. And now I am, yeah. I was yeah, going to teach cool. drama. So like that was then my motivation behind it was I still want to teach and maybe I teach drama. And then about second and third year, I was like, no, I want to perform. Any, any, reason, any reason you decided against 
Well, maybe not decided against teaching, but any reason you want to go into performing more? Um, because I think if I go into teaching now, so the plan was to do a PGCE straight after this, hmm. then I, I think doing a PGCE straight away, you have to then go into teaching within a certain amount of years, which right. meant I would have been like 23, 24 teaching with what experience, you know what I mean? Like, and not just experience mm-hmm. of um, performing in, in the industry, but like as cheesy as it sounds, um, you know, experience in life. Yeah, like yeah. I haven't, I haven't been anywhere besides South England and South Wales. <laughs> so <laughs> I've got plans to go to Canada, plans to travel, plans up to try north. different things out. Yeah. Up North <laughs> England, <laughs> North Wales, maybe push the boundaries a little bit. Um, so yeah so I thought you know I'll just I'll want to teach it eventually just not yet I just kind of want to yeah. gain something to be able to teach so what, what was it like coming into um so obviously you said that you you uh you wanted to do like religion and and that sort of stuff what was it like coming into an acting degree despite not really having much in that you know apart from the little that you did it was terrifying I'm not kidding. Um, within the first few weeks, I was like, I think I'm going to drop out just because I didn't think I was good enough. I was like, I am literally that one that everyone's like, yay, well done. You've got a full stage kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, I just thought, oh, I'm still in GCSEs kind of mode. Um, I saw like a group of people, like they are the elite. They will be amazing at acting and they're the ones just going to be like, yay, well done. And I was like, I might drop out of this actually. Um, so it was, I, I was terrified. I was yeah. really scared. <laughs> Are you glad you didn't then? In the end? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah, no, I'm glad I stuck with my guns and I've learned a lot as well. So I feel like I'm not just a, yay, well done. Never anymore. It's now like, okay, yeah. Now you actually understand somewhat how to act. <laughs> somewhat. And perform. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is though, if you had dropped out, the uni probably wouldn't have had the dance society as well, which we've got now because you set it up. What made you want to set that up? So coming to uni, regardless of religious studies or um, performing arts or whatever I was studying, I was going to do the dance society. Like I wanted to join it. And <laughs> that's one of those things like I've always said I was going to do this, but I've always said like, I want to go to university and I want to be ahead of the dance society because I've always <laughs> loved dance. Again, I've always loved dance, but, and like I've always said, like, I'm going to do dance society. I will take over for it. Like, if I came to Carmarthen expecting there to already be a dance society. Mm. So being in first year, terrified of my course, terrified of a new place, terrified of living alone, I've now got to set up my own society as well <laughs> and gain followers and gain people to join. So I was like, ah, brilliant. Okay. And to be fair, Rob, who was our president at the time, he was really good help and he did help me out a lot. I was like, basically, um, I almost joined um, Lampeter's campus because they got a dance society and they've had one for years. So I was like, oh, I'll just commute. Do you know how far Lampeter is? (laughs) (laughs) I could not imagine that. I'll just commute every week, can I? So I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll try and set one up. In the end, I thought if it doesn't work out, then I've got a dance studio booked once a week for myself to just jig about in. So... Well, you know what? It, it it seemed to go well. As someone that like doesn't claim whatsoever to be good at art, uh, art. What am I on about art? Dance. <laughs> As someone that doesn't claim to be good at dance, 
<laughs> you you came up with like a cult following almost for your dance society. I like. did. I'm just trying to find. I thought I brought it with me. That's pretty bad. Um, I should probably look for that at some point. Um, the award. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what. I just don't know where it is. I just threw it yeah. somewhere. I definitely brought it home because I was like, "Yo, eat." Sorry, that's mine. I've it's actually in a box lost somewhere. it. That's yeah. Might be under my bed. <laughs> and obviously, it means a lot to me. I just put it under my bed. <laughs> but yeah, and yeah, um, Society of the Year Award. It's a big, pretty That's big thing. Pretty big thing. Mad. It seemed that every time we went out, like to like the students' union or whatever, there was just everyone there was doing like choreographed dance routines that like had already been predetermined. It was like High School Musical, like funny. Yeah. <laughs> and they probably say that it was pretty scary and whipping them into shape, like sometimes. Mm. Sometimes it can be pretty scary. But I think I'm only scary when it comes to me telling people about the dance side because I kind of threaten them into joining. And then when they join, they realize that I'm actually a lot of fun and that the dance side is a lot of fun and dancing is fun. But to get them, I have to scare them. <laughs> well, that's, I think that's, that's kind of what happened with me, I think. Because we obviously lived together in third year. Yeah. Second year when I did go to dance society, it was sort of like, well, if you want to be in my flat, you have to come dance society. So I did. I went to two, I think. But yeah. then I'm not a dancer. Um, you had fun. So, oh, it was a lot of fun. And to be fair, you did um, give quite a good confidence boost for anyone who isn't a dancer. Um, I my problem is I'm just a little bit lazy when it comes to that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you did really well though. Do you know what I mean? Like. Like everyone that comes and says, Oh, I'm not a dancer and all that. But at the end of it, like they're moving at the same speed as everyone in that room. Like we're all like a hundred miles per hour. Everyone's got the energy of a firecracker. So it's like, do I mean like I'm like, and you say you can't dance, honey, like you were really good. I'm like, I got videos to prove it. I should have said that in, shouldn't I? He is added (laughs) in the dance society. Please. I don't think I I got filmed. Not on the solo, Mm. but I have got you as a group. Oh um, yeah, send it in and I'll put it in. Please, yeah, send it in. We'll, put it in. we'll, <laughs> oh, we'll just zoom really in good. on Alex. Let's yeah, let's not let's not do that. <laughs> Nothing wrong. With it. So we've done a few um, productions over the last year or so. Uh, we asked Amelia earlier as well, like what was her favorite production. So now the time has come to ask you the same question. What what has been your favorite production? Um, I'd probably say. Um, touring theatre piece the kindness gem mainly because i've never been good at um devising creating in terms of an acting performance so like in first year we had the first year improv and devise and like i is it okay for me to talk about marks like because like like that's kind of a good like in that show i had um 56 55 um as a completely happy with it like do you know what I mean like that I'm like I said I'm not being very good that's always been a weak skill of mine and then the kindness gem came around and I ended up having a first I had 70% and I actually couldn't believe it but it was insane it was a lot of fun to create I think letting go was the best bit about it because um it was me Riley and Hugh we were in the same group and like just playing around with like and um, when the DPs would come in with like all like leaves and buttons and a big broken parachute do you know what I mean like it was just so much fun to play around and then to create a 30 minute piece for children that loved it oh my god they were crazy 
kids are mad but they were like the best audience i think i've ever had like just when the lights come up and you're going Ooh, whoa and just <laughs> i think we can both agree i think we yeah. can both agree that the, the there was one mental school that like you know the one i'm talking about right that was that was rock and roll because the, it was are you talking about the clowns when we couldn't yeah Explain for the people that don't obviously know that are listening to this. Okay, so um, me and uh, Alan and Catherine, who you'll meet later on um, in a few episodes' time, uh, we played two clowns. And while uh, Danielle and Riley were going through this um, fake maze, an imaginary maze, we were riding Foley and we were popping up and, up and down on top of ladders at the back of the set. And we were at one school on one of the shows and they were absolutely crazy for the cause. They love them. So um, every time we'd pop our head up, Riley and Danielle could not uh, progress with the story because we were, <laughs> we were taking too much attention away from them. And I was like, this is rock and roll, dude. So um, we had to cut that bit short because all the DPs like Max and, and the guys backstage, they were like, stay down stay down i want to go home stay down so i was like ah, call it off it was just in the rest of the- there was like uh, hundreds ooh. of them in one hall oh i don't know i don't know it was a tiny well there was a couple of them weren't there there was the one which uh in cardiff which was a massive hall there were a couple yeah. hundred there like 400 i don't know and then there like- was the one in that tiny room with like 50 kids shoved in there because like I can be pretty loud without trying anyway so when I'm trying to voice project in the end I was just shouting there was no voice projection there was no skill behind it I was genuinely trying to shout my lines and even then I couldn't hear myself because yeah. the kids were like ah behind you behind you look look I was like oh my god I, I can't <laughs> it was it was oh great to see in that module like when we were touring how much the kids got involved in the shows as well um, I think that's one of the oh, most... My favourite was know. that little boy and um, uh, Hugh did the voice of the crocodile crying and um, one of the lines Riley had was like, who's crying? And the little boy was like, I don't know! <laughs> <laughs> and I think I, me and Riley actually giggled a little bit at each other because we were like, just weren't expecting it and he was so yeah. enthusiastic as well. He was so into was it, like, wasn't he? I don't know! It's coming from the radio. Let's find out together. Oh my gosh, my heart was it was it was the cutest thing ever, <laughs> but also really funny. So, uh, we're asking everyone who comes on the podcast uh, one question uh, because this is a, a an end to our time at UWTSD. If there was one moment that you could relive from your three years. Uh, what would it be? And it doesn't have to be from class. It could be anything. Could be oh, I'm going to start crying. <laughs> um, if there's one moment you could go back to and really right now, what would it be? Oh, I'm actually like choking up now because I actually know exactly what it is. Um, I am actually like proper crying. <laughs> yeah. proper um, crying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is so sad. Um, uh, it's definitely the night. Um, I can't pinpoint what night out because quite frankly, they definitely all blur into one but um <laughs> the more recent nights that like after rage um when lynn and her husband and dave comes down to the pub and we're all there and my canadian exchange students there as well machine um 
who's obviously had to fly back a lot earlier than expected. Um, and just like being silly, like all coming down to one flat party um, and then going straight down to friends and then going out, um, being absolutely hanging the next morning. Everyone's always been <laughs> dominoes. Everyone's checking on each other. Um, yeah, that's definitely the moment. After all this, I swear to God, if we're not going out afterwards, I'm going to pull a pout, quite frankly. <laughs> Because, yeah, that's definitely the moment that can be lived over and over and over again. Uh, you got me there. You really did. <laughs> I didn't expect that. That's nice one, Arled. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm here for. So you've sent us um, a clip of you performing. Uh, do you want to elaborate on some context before we watch it? Or? Yeah, um, so I created a dance show reel. I did put one together um, back in March, I think it was. Um just to start my YouTube channel off. Um, but the one I did first was just literally any kind of dance kind of clip I've had in the past from Dance Society to choreographing bits of my own. So it was a bit messy and quite unprofessional looking. Um, so yesterday I met up with one of my best friends, Holly, um, who is, um, she's got like her own company going called The Plug Hub. Yeah, The Plug Hub um, is on Facebook. And um, she's like, uh, she's like a reviewer. She like reviews performers, music, bands. Um, she be like a platform for people to join me. Um, and she's also like doing photography and stuff now as well. So um, she offered to help film my thing with social distancing, obviously. And to be fair, she's done a really good job. <laughs> I was not expecting it to be as good as it like came out at all. Like, do you know I mean, just because I'm in a field for God's sake because <laughs> um, obviously all studios are shut so I was like alright cool let's just go down to the field and whip up some dances and the dances I did um, they've, they range from like different styles like musical theatre um, burlesque uh, street contemporary um, yeah and it's just me in my sports leggings in a muddy field and it's really windy as well you can see my hair is blowing so um, thank you to Holly who Help me do that. She's an absolute legend for it. So what's the business call again? Sorry? The Plug so Hub. So we can plug it. The Plug Hub. Yeah, and on the show reel, at the end of the show reel, I said, um, put your symbol, like, put your logo up because, like, well, you created it. Do you know what I mean? Like, she um, edited it for me and everything. Fair play as well, like, so. Cool. So check out the Plug Hub, I guess, if you're watching. Yeah, listening. please do. It's on Facebook at the moment. I don't think... um. She's gotten on in the social media because Facebook's kind of the platform that's that's most helpful for her at the moment. So thank you very much to Danielle Johanna for coming on to the podcast. Um, is there anything that you would like to promote your your Twitter handle, perhaps? Yeah, um, my Twitter is at Danny Johanna, like J O H A W A H. That's about it. You can follow my Instagram if you wanted. DJ underline that line at the bottom six eight nine nine um just because i usually post like a lot of stuff like i'm on my youtube and stuff um and the link to my youtube channel will be on that as well so. awesome. and you can find it on my twitter anyway so. yeah cool okay so thank you for coming on thank you for thank having you. me okay so this is when the episode comes to an end sadly Thank you, Alid and Hugh. <laughs> so I, w- I would like to, to say a massive thank you to both 
uh, Danielle Johanna and Amelia Ryan. Go check out their social medias um, and follow them and follow us at Fragile Legos Pod. And don't forget to rate if you're listening on Apple Music. That would be amazing. Give us a review. That'd be that'd be amazing. Yeah, five um, stars. Five one. stars. Five yeah. stars, but don't do it at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we do have more to come. Um, not in this episode though. So thanks for coming. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.